welcome to the 30th edition of the Temperamental Gooners podcast. Yes, listeners, this is number 30. And uh, it's a good way to do number 30 because we've uh, hopefully exercised the ghost of the 12.30 kickoff. But maybe that's a bit of me getting ahead of myself. I'm here with uh, Omari and Kibbs as usual. Uh, boys, how's it doing? Be good, be good. We won at 12.30. Yeah, I was surprised about that as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, good, good, good to be back on, 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 on top of that that win. So yeah, let's 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 talk about it. I mean, yeah, like you say, right? I mean, it's been a, I think it's been a while since we won a twelve thirty kickoff. I can't remember any game last season uh, when we did. So uh, actually, funny actually, enough, actually, yeah, I feel yeah, like it was Leicester. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it was Leicester, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. So uh, uh, our our intro song is quite fitting uh, today. So that that goes well with this Leicester win. Um, Yeah, just a a good performance and we'll get into it soon. But before we do that, as always, Omari, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Listeners know the drill, but I'm going to give you guys three clues. Arsenal player of, of the past related to the latest game. Um, so this week, who's it going to be? So this player scored and assisted in a masterclass performance against Leicester at the Emirates. In his time at Arsenal, he played with Danny Welbeck, Sayed Kolasinac and Bukayo Saka. And he played his part in four FA Cup wins in his time at Arsenal, but he only ever scored two goals in the competition. Mm. This is difficult. This is difficult. At first, I thought to myself, I have it. But four, he, he's helped Arsenal win four FA Cups. Yep. Yeah. Four FA Cups and, he, and taking part in, when you say a masterclass, it, it's got to be the, um, it's got to be the three, one, win over Leicester um, you're saying a lot right now he's, he's not yeah and, he, and he's not he may not be saying that you know yeah he's saying a lot right now alright alright all right, all right. I'll, I'll think it out I'll think it out but um, yeah oh, Mario, I'll keep it easy harder. man I'll keep it easy but I, yeah, uh, he's got I reckon okay. I got it okay alright okay that's good at least that's good at least one of us got it uh, gentlemen uh, at the uh, the Walker Stadium uh, we took Leicester on 12.30 kickoff I have to uh, say right now, that has not been called the Walker Stadium for a very, very long time. What is it called now? <laughs> the King Power. Power. Oh my God, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. It was 20 years ago, mate. That, just, that, 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 that shows my age. That shows my age. I was about to say Filbert Street as well, but actually, that's even more old school. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the King Power Stadium. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, new sponsors. Uh, so we had Ramsdale. <laughs> Yeah, had Ramsdale in goal. Had Ramsdale in goal. Tomiyasu right back. Uh, Benjamin White uh, and Gabriel in the middle. Nuno Tavares coming in on the left back. Sa- uh, Saka, Partey, uh, Lekonga and Smith making up the four-man midfield. Lacazette in the number 10 position or, or close to Aubameyang up front, whichever way you want to see it. Uh, let's start with you, Kibbs. Um, I think that's pretty much the same lineup as we did for Villa. 
Um, were you happy with it again to go with that lineup? Uh, or, you know, was there something else you wanted? Tell me. No, I think I think you've got to start with um, the team that's been so successful uh, previously. Um, I, th I think maybe we discussed. Did we discuss uh, your man El Nene as a possibility? We did. We did. I think but, that I, I think I was asking for maybe El Nene to to come yeah, in. Uh, and, yeah. And and you know what, fair play, I can understand. I can understand where you're coming from. Uh, um, you know, Lukonga. Uh, you know he's a walking yellow card, <laughs> so he's always um, he's always on thin ice. But yeah, he he done well. Uh, but yeah, generally I was quite quite happy looking from the back, and and going forward to it was a team that yeah uh, I expected. Amari, how about you? Were you happy with that lineup or anything that you wanted to change? Nothing could change from no. that Villa game. I don't think. I think um, those boys went out there and they they showed what they could do as an eleven. So. He had to go with the same again. Yeah. And what's been good, at least, boys, is of late anyway, is that when we started fast, we, we've, apart from the Palace game, I think, when we started fast, we, we've kind of, like, got the goal, you know, including the Palace game, right? We've got the goal that we deserve, right? Um, and we did that again this, um, this Saturday. Even before then, I think we had a, there was this kind of like chance where Saka went down the wing. He he hit uh he kind of hit a shot, and uh, Amate almost turned it in past uh, Schmeichel in goal. So we looked as if we were getting busy. Um, we broke away. Obviously, there was a bit of an issue with uh, what's his name. I can't remember. Um, Suare from Leicester. Uh, they claimed that you know it could have been a yellow card. Um, we got the corner. We got the corner. The first corner. Uh, swung that in, then we got the second corner, and then we made it. Um, and then we made it one nil in under eight minutes. So we scoring in under eight minutes. That's that's quite good for once. Uh, yeah, and and so it's from from a corner as well. Let, let's just highlight that even more. How many times is that in the in the last? Is this four, four and four consecutive like fixtures where we scored from a corner? Yeah, everyone's talking about set, our our, uh, our set piece uh, train or, or whatever. So that that seems as if that's working. But yeah, I mean, I think Gabriel is a, a is a danger in the box, and quite frankly, I think he should be getting on to more of those kind of things because he. I think he was was it against Olympiacos last season or Benfica away in the Europa League where he had an absolute stonking header. So I think he's he's in there. He's up there to be getting those type of chances. I think as well, our delivery has just become so much more wicked. That near post delivery is working so well for the guys, whether it's Sacco or Smith Rowe delivering from each side. Yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree, Amari. Um, yeah, from either side, it's just really, really effective. Um, you know, I'm quite, I'm quite surprised actually. With yeah, just like our potency from 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 that the first two corners, especially when you know it kind of came, it came off Vardy, didn't it for Gabriel's. Yeah, yeah. Vardy got a, Vardy got a touch, and then it came off Gabriel's, kind of like his shoulder, and then went into that far corner. It gave Schmeichel. <laughs> no, it didn't come off him. He he nudged that in. Oh, it's kind of behind him. him. Yeah, that, it was, that it was, yeah, it was really good. It was really good. I, uh, yeah, I was. You saying he was, meant it? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I didn't think you much yeah. about it. To be honest, but okay, fair enough. All right. 
<laughs> I'm giving it him. Why? Because he looked like he was flying. Is that why? Uh, for me, it just looked as if he was so... He, he just threw himself at it and he was just lucky because he had missed it with the flight with his head properly, uh, a proper contact. And it kind of like as if he was like looking back to get it and it kind of hit that sort of like his neck slash shoulder and then flew into the corner or whatnot. But hey, mate, I mean, look, as I say, that guy... He's got some. He, he's quite good in the air, so I think he should be getting us more goals. Personally, he should be more of a threat for us. Him and Tommy Asu, I think that gives us a presence in the box, uh, and Benjamin White as well now. So yeah, that that I'm happy with that. Very happy okay. with that. Quick one, Taze as a fellow centre back. I, I know you'll be. Um, uh, I know you'll be taking that. I know you'll be saying that was on purpose. Uh, the funny thing is, uh, Kibbs, I can see when you say that as a fellow centre back, you know that uh, of all. Uh, my kryptonite is heading, so I know nothing about heading. <laughs> so when you say that, <laughs> I can see, I can see you laughing at me, saying, "Yeah, as a fellow centre back, just play it on the floor, mate." When it comes to me, I can't. When it comes to corners, my thing is to go to the front post or to try and make it awkward for them to kick it over. So I, I'm nowhere in the box. So yeah, don't count me in that. But um, but yeah, one nil up, boys. Um, we're on top of the game. And yeah, we had another. I think we had another opportunity actually. Um, uh, and then and then the goal came. And I know we're fast forwarding a bit. Um, but yeah, look. Before we get to uh, Neil Smith Rowe's goal, um, Amari, were you? How happy were you that you know we went one nil up and we were still hunting for that second goal? We didn't just sit. Yeah, we're starting with proper intensity um, now, and we seem to be able to sustain it. Um, I think, and it seemed like Leicester were a bit shell-shocked. I don't know whether um, they weren't expecting us to come out of the block so quickly, um, but we, we kept the pressure on them in the hunt for that second goal. Uh, and, yeah, eventually we, we forced it forced it through and made it happen. Kibbs? Yeah, it's just, we came in, we came to the game with the right attitude and we were just on their necks immediately um yeah it was good to it's good to see us like exploit um exploit that the problem they do have in their back line um tactically it, it was sound um it just shows with Arteta if he has a place for it and and everyone's fit um and we have a con- bit of consistency of a lineup then that I, I guess that's something you'd expect to see week week to week but Especially against the Leicester side that have been leaking goals, that is that is the that is as good as it as it as it can be. Especially in those like first five. I mean, they've been leaking goals and stuff, but they they were coming into this in 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 decent form after a couple of good wins on the bounce. The one against United and then at Brentford. So <clears throat> I was expect that's why I was most nervous about this game is because it, it felt to me like they'd had their shaky period and they were starting to get back onto their form but you know it's two informed teams coming together and we showed that we wanted to keep our run going a little bit more than they did but you know yeah, Am- I, so i'll go. go you go kids yeah no, no, so you go. so Morris and and, and Tos, that that's exactly why I, I, I was so impressed because the the way that leicester beats us when we sit back right so with like that that added pressure from the beginning really set the tone and every time we have been, it's been the same thing as well. Um, we just catch them, we catch them early. And, and in this game, they knew how to respond. But getting those early goals, it, 
it makes such a big difference. It gives us like a blanket. And I'll always be happy when uh, Smith Rose a goal scorer. Uh, I'll, always be, I'll always be happy when uh, <clears throat> when Jamie Vardy uh, doesn't get anything up against us because that guy has just been an absolute scourge. I mean, you know, before we get to the goal again, just you know, to talk about Leicester's form. I mean, just to include that, you know, they had just come had a really good win against uh, Spartak in the Europa League. Captain uh, Dakar um, scoring like you know four goals, so they were coming into their own, and then you know we just we just soaked that up, and we we broke and we we scored that second goal. So I think it comes up from uh, their right hand side. They're attacking. I think there's a bit of a mix up between Vardy and uh, Vardy and Madison. Party gets the ball, and what's great is like Saka just starts to peel off wide. Saka starts to uh, peel off wide and, you know, Lacazette just sort of like signals the party, uh, play it over to him. He gets the ball. He runs down that right side, cuts in. I thought Lacazette actually should have hit it first time. I don't know what you guys thought, but Lacazette tried to sort of like uh, swallow his way into the box. Lucky enough, it broke down and then, you know, it broke down and went straight to Smith-Rowe, who who smacked it in. And you just knew as soon as he had contact with it, that was in. That was in. There was no chance of anyone saving that. So, Kibbs, how happy were you with your boy Smith Rowe getting on the um, on the score sheet again? You know that, right? Just, yeah, yeah. Four, four goals already this season. Just seems to be involved. That <laughs> the finishing just seems to come even even like compared to first game of the season at Brentford when he was snatching at some stuff. He seems a lot more composed now. He seems to have a lot more belief now in his ability to finish. It's all, yeah, it's all about positions for Smith Rowe. You know what I mean? To be in that position, uh, to just latch onto that, um, yeah, it just shows the confidence that he's playing with. Real belief. You can see it in his face as well. Um, yeah, real baller, man. The way he carries the ball just reminds me. It reminds me of some of these other players like Foden. Not, not exactly in the same way, but just. The ability to carry the ball, um, move us forwards. He's, he's almost like he's his own transition. Do you get what I mean? It's just, yeah, he, yeah. He 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 dictates the pace at which we attack. We attack when he gets on the ball. <clears throat> everything either like quickens up or, you know, he makes the time and we're trying to settle in possession. Um, but yeah, generally he's always looking forward as well. Uh yeah, he's come on a lot this season even after having a big effect last year so yeah i'm i'm, I'm happy for him just just I, yeah I'm, go and toast yeah i'm just surprised how well he's come on i i thought you know i thought that not to say that we were all hyping him up but um i, I just think that i i just think that he, he's he's taken so much on with that number ten shirt, and he's become such a such an important attacking force for us that you know the the thought of us not having him now is really really or we could have potentially lost him in the summer, that would have been absolutely devastating. So I'm just <clears throat> it's it's great that we've tied him down uh, to a contract, and it's great that he's he's not been sort of like uh, put out or you know. By, by the weight of the number 10 shirt and he's really he's really doing it proud yeah they're 
the two of them, obviously, when I speak of Buzz Mifro and Saka as well, the two of them, like, they're just shining, man. And I love it. I love it. Um, Saka again with an assist, obviously, from, from the corner and then involved in the build-up for the for the goal as well. So it wasn't his best game on Saturday. I don't think it was Smith Rowe's best game either, but they're they're finding ways to be effective. Yeah, that's all you can really ask from if we just talk about those young boys, those two is really can you, you can ask from them. Um they're keeping players out of the team. You know. Good, yeah, where is Pepe? Players. Yeah, good players out of the team. Where's Pepe? Does he still exist? Uh, uh, Lacazette is keeping out Martin Odegaard. Um, are you guys happy with that, um, with his positioning? Uh, you know, I've been saying for a while, like, you know, I think that we should have Lacazette and uh, Bamiyang playing as a pair. It's not a traditional pair as such, but both of them are still linking up together. And Lacazette is using all of his influence um, from that ca- uh, from that Palace game. So I-, I think I like I think I like him in this position now. Uh, you know, with him being so, a senior player, he's a nuisance. He's an absolute nuisance, like in the box as well. Like everything, he just seems to be a focal point. It, how it's working with him and um, Aubameyang, uh, it's not because remember when we had Aubameyang, Pepe, and and Laka playing together, it wasn't quite working. But the he's, balance is right. He's burning himself out though. He's like giving everything that he has for about sixty odd minutes at maximum, and then. It's it's substitution time, but I love the amount of effort and work that he's putting in. And Alba looks like a completely different like proposition um, now. Pace, pace and power. Down. Close not just in not front. just in like goal scoring opportunity moments, but closing down with purpose and stuff. So I don't know what Arteta's got into them and said to them over the last. Over summer, essentially, because Lacazette was looking live, live wire in, in pre-season even. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's impressive. As we keep saying, do you know, do you know how dangerous that is? Teams are playing a high line, and you and you have attackers like ESR, Saka, Orba, with space, space behind them to run into. It's just, yeah, it has to... its, the way I'd say. It has its obviously it has its benefits, but then I think the problem comes in, you know, like twenty five minutes in, we're two 0 up, and I think at that point those players on the pitch can't control the play, you know, and so while our dropping off was natural, I think for the rest of the game essentially we were just in, yeah, uh, I don't know, we'd fallen back into because we weren't able to keep the ball. Um, high enough up the pitch to prevent us essentially being forced back towards our box. Well, that lack of control is what probably saw us um, get <clears throat> uh, concede a free kick, which Madison hit into the wall first, and then he got that other free kick, and then, well, the save of the weekend. Um, probably the best uh, Arsenal goalkeeping save since David Seaman in that like uh, FA That's Cup first. Yeah, well, no, no, the FA Cup was against Sheffield United uh, at Old Trafford. It was is a semi final, I think. Yeah, yeah, probably that's... the best save since then. So, I mean, you know, we've we've talked a bit about the match and the goals or whatnot. How, what about this save, guys? Um, he's Ramsdale's putting a bit of 
us that well us doubt let's let's just say me one of the doubters like myself <clears throat> to shame in a way so and one thing that i haven't really been on the train on which you guys have been noticing a lot is his distribution i uh, wasn't kind of like maybe giving it as much props as i should but on this game it was just it was great so just his whole whole uh, his whole round performance guys including the save before we we start to round up this part do you know what i don't even think his distribution was at the level of what he'd been doing before there was that one uh kick out to i think alba straight down the middle i couldn't believe he did that that, that was obscene but other than that i think his distribution was a little bit poorer than like in the villa game but yeah the saves he was making not like obviously the free kick that was you know it looked like watching that live it was like that's a goal and then he came out of nowhere arm in the air palms it palms it away and then has the the agility to get back for the rebound but as well massive save he made when Ian Nacho shot from distance yeah. as well so yeah and he was, was he was doing a lot yeah. this on Saturday yeah yeah there's a couple yeah. from Harvey Barnes as well in the second half so he was really you know he really had the um had some good form on him on, on that game on Saturday he was really like they wouldn't pass me today yeah you know how I feel I've said it before um how compared to Leno or, or goalkeepers that will not only win you points but just just keep in the game um when you're in front to have that like constant attention appetite for a challenge he's just yeah He's really ferocious as a character um, and he's someone we definitely need in the back line because he can't eat, he cements that back line actually. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I, as well as being like a common figure, just with Gabriel, that set, that kind of aggression as well. Yeah. It's formidable, man. It's formidable. Um, they're, they're a team, aren't they? Like that, that, who, I don't, yeah, I mean, I feel like Ramsdale's got a big to, big part to do with it because, you know, that whoever's in that back four, I imagine, will now feel like a unit with 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 Ramsdale. And then that seems to have spread to like the rest of the team as well. They just seem like one cohesive unit for the first time in a very, very long time. Like for sure. Not everyone do you get what I mean? Everyone that has like in a team just in like the most basic definition it's like you're just filling holes um looking at people's strengths and weaknesses i, I actually believe that with our back line not not everyone's perfect at everything but we have like different components in each position um which work really well it seems uh in in, in this system Arteta is trying to play admittedly you know we we, we will judge over time who knows what's going to happen but for now um i have to say uh Defensively, I'm quite impressed. Um, for not, not only how we're playing, but with with the signings he's made. They're what do you good. think about what do you think of Tavares so far, guys? Because obviously, one of the major problems of last season was us overplaying Kieran Tierney, and now finally, we've been able to go out and get a left back and put him in to relieve Tierney and maybe not rush him back. Tierney's had a bit of an uh, an up and down. Um, seasons to start off with so how good is it that we've been able to get someone 
to deputize for him and that person's actually doing quite well as a deputy and and quite frankly you know could give the manager a few a few thoughts uh, for when you know Tierney does come back uh, yeah I just think he doesn't need to play as much as you said when he's, he's struggling um he's just a monster physically so dominant as well and it's, it's just you forget how young he is I just I'm I really, you know, when you make sounds like this, I really wasn't expecting him to be of the standard he has been so far. He's just yeah. slotted in and he's just been, for the most part, yeah, really comfortable. He seems to have a really good understanding as well of ESR. Yeah, like, what can you, what can you say when Arteta's made his signings and he's playing them all and they're, they're doing what, you understand what they were bought for, you know, like, like you say, Tavares is the athleticism. You know, football is a lot more about that kind of thing now. And, and he's got pace and power, sharing a lot of end products as well now, making some more correct decisions than the wrong ones, like when he started out. Um, and yeah, everyone was like, 50 million for Ben White doesn't make sense. I'm not saying that that signing is now a success, but what I'm, like, I, can, I understand why. He, he fits. He fits there, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, can it you, makes sense. Yeah. Could you even imagine him in a free? So if yeah. Saliba comes back, it makes sense now. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I've been impressed with the way he he takes the ball. He takes the ball forward. Very good. Very good with his feet. So from that point of view of having a another centre back who you're confident to stride the ball out from uh, the back, that he's been he's been very good at that. So. Yeah. Um, well, boys, uh, you know, let's let's look to wrap this up. Uh, two 0 win against uh, one of our rivals for the European spots. Um, all in all, very happy. Um, especially happy given that we were winning at twelve thirty. So yeah, that for me is that's a big deal for me. That's a big big deal, <laughs> a big deal for me. Us winning at twelve thirty. So uh, yeah, a good a good result. All in all. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I mean, I have some nagging, nagging doubts in the back of my mind that we can maybe talk about in part two. But we will, we will, mo- we will more than likely come to that in part two. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, I came off. So I was playing Saturday league on on Saturday. I came off the pitch. I checked checked the score, and we won two 0 away. And I was just like. I don't know whether it's a bad sign of where we've come to or whether it's just more about how we flip the season around. But I was like, I was so happy. It's been a, and, and, you know, you're starting to be comfortable looking at the Premier League table again. <laughs> like I can actually, I can, I can look at it and, and see that there's something going on here. We're in, there is something for us to play for this season. And it's been two yeah. years, like, without having that feeling. So... Yeah. All right. Well, boys, we're going to come back uh, and we're going to go to a break now and then we'll be back for part two. Back for part two uh, and uh, Kibbs will be taking us through a bit of a debate and I think we'll be talking more about what Omari was feeling about his nagging doubt. So we'll be back right after this. Welcome to part two of the Temperamental Gooners. I'm here with Omari and Toes. So, boys, just continuing on. Um, 
you know, we're, we're kind of looking at Arsenal as, as, a, as a good proposition at the moment with some good wins uh, being quite consistent. But I feel there's still a nagging feeling amongst us fans that, of course, we're, we're not the finish article, but there's still problems there. Omar, um, you said, you know, you, you had something to, you specifically want to talk about something. Um, well, what might that be? What are you concerned about? So, um, it's still that part about controlling the game, isn't it? You know, obviously, after the game, Ramsdale's quite clearly the man of the match. And I think for large portions of the game, we had to play without the ball. Maybe it's just the uh, Arsene Wenger um, in me from growing up and watching that Arsenal team. But it's strange seeing us be, I don't know, the, the players kind of going forward are really dynamic. But in terms of keeping the ball, it doesn't seem to be their strength. So I don't know whether that's something that... I don't know whether we have that profile of player. Maybe Erdegaard? Maybe that's yeah. where Erdegaard comes in. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, don't get wrong, there's even an argument that Pepe could be that player despite his, uh, at times, terrible ball, ball retention. But, yeah, I definitely understand your point. Um, against Leicester, I guess, if the game of phases and transitions and being away... We can understand that, but you've you've seen this as a pattern, right, across across the season. Um, yeah, Palace at home, Villa, Villa yeah, at home. Yeah, for the last thirty-five minutes or so as well. Yeah, obviously the Spurs game. Yeah, is is it more of a question, boys, that we're missing in your eyes? I mean, what type of midfielder would you prefer? Would you prefer someone in like, and I think Kibbs, you mentioned it earlier someone like the Cazorla mode who's able to like uh you know retain the short passing keep things ticking over you know get out of tight spaces but you know and be able to advance the ball or are you more like me in my sense which is pretty defensive wise that we just don't have someone who can just win the ball back straight away and you know be a bit of a destroyer and break things up because I think we've got to choose well Whoever that partner for Thomas Partner uh, Thomas Partey is, that's like the soul of Arsenal, really, right now, right? In a sense, do we go with that type of player that uh, maybe Amari was was talking about to keep us and retain the uh, the possession, or do we want someone just to win it back uh, and then we we go again? So, so Amari, so does a kind of uh, ground destroyer? give us the versatility that we need if, if we want to try and play a different way and maybe we don't have the players to keep the ball so say we've got Liverpool coming up at, <laughs> at, at Anfield um, in those sort of games or, or if when we get back into Europe uh, when yeah. when now yeah yeah when it's only a matter of time come on <laughs> come on the boys but um, yeah for me for me personally I it's a Cazorla, it's a David Silva, especially, you know, these players that could do a bit of both. Um, even, uh, we said it before, but uh, Basuma, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he was, he's been starting and stuff, but yeah, he, he's a type of player maybe a uh, compliment. Yeah, I don't know whether it's because of the way we're playing at the moment. Obviously, you've got Alba and Laka 
forward-thinking players, Saka and Smith Rowe, who are dynamic, but they obviously good with the ball, but they don't. They're not possession. They're not. They don't operate in that way. Do you know what I mean? So maybe as a necessary consequence, we're not a team that can be playing at the moment with the ball. But yeah, I don't know whether Odegaard. Obviously, he's not even. It's not even that he's had a difficult time. But I just think at the moment we have options, so he doesn't need to be forced to play every week. But maybe over time, he becomes that player. You know, he can maybe do a little bit of what Lacazette's doing, but then also supporting that, kind of keeping the ball, making it tick over, working it side to side. Um, Because I do think it's not sustainable for you to have to always kind of end up in that rear guard action of, all right, today, Ramsdale, you're going to have to make nine, ten saves for us to get out of here with, with points. It's almost if uh, you know that's that's why we bought him because we can't, as you said, we, we're not able to play that way. So we need someone who's a shot stopper. <laughs> it's every game yeah. he's having to make these these sort of saves. Um, so yeah, uh, boys, a bit of a hot take. Uh, do you see Ben White progressing into that position? <laughs> Can you see him uh, in, in in the centre midfield? Uh, I I think for me. You know, we bought him as a centre-back. Let's try and bet him in as a centre-back. I mean, I, I think Ben White's obviously got uh, more experience of being part of a of a three. And he's now playing as part of a two. So I don't think we should break up that that um, <clears throat> that partnership. If anything, if anything, and I'm just thinking ahead, right, because of when it comes to the to the African Cup of Nations or African Nations Cup, um, African Cup of Nations, or whatever. when it comes to that, we're, we're obviously going to be in a bit of trouble in our central midfield. So I'm thinking maybe whether or not we try... Callum Chambers has gone on loan to places playing in midfield. I wonder if that's an option for us. But as well as that, we're going to have Maitland-Niles, hopefully. Maybe Granite Jacker will be back by then as well. So, yeah, I don't... I Yeah, in midfield, it, it's a problem that we need to think about sooner rather than later. Because in January that problem is going to be here and now. So I think we need to be thinking about that and how we're going to do it. But I don't know, Callum Chambers, Sorry. he's had two good yeah. spells away from, from Arsenal in the Premiership as a defensive midfielder. So it's very, yeah, it's very fitting. Very, very fitting. Have you heard about the Shabayos return for Shabayos? Oh, <laughs> I saw that and I was just like, what, what? that would be absolutely terrible. <laughs> that, that just that guy just gives us nothing going forward, nothing going back, and he did his utmost to try and get us eliminated out of Europe last season. That so, has to no, be that has to be a lie. Well, no we, do, do you know we could be in a bit of trouble to be honest. If the African Cup of Nations does happen, we'll be short for sure. So I wonder if we will we will try and employ someone for some short term cover. I'm not too sure about Shabazz, but I, it's definitely an area that needs to be considered because. All the points um, spoken about. But isn't it a shame that, you know, you're completely right, because I've thought about it as well, about getting someone from loan, but doesn't that now mean entirely that is the end of Ainsley Maitland-Niles? Because because I can't see him being any part of a real solution. He can only play with someone like Party. It can't be him and Lakonga. And him and Xhaka, I don't know. But I'm, I'm, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, but that's the reality. I think. 
I, I'm not going to write him off. Because um, at the end of the day, it seems like we want to keep him. And Arteta, when, when he is bringing him on or when he is playing, he's playing in, in midfield. So you never know if the pro. Uh, how, how old is Ainsley now? 24. 24, yeah. OK. I think, to be honest, I, I, I agree with you, Kibbs. I don't think. I don't think it's beyond the realm's possibility that the, the midfielders, Ainsley and Xhaka, if he's fit again, or Lukonga. Um, and I don't know if that terrifies me as much as, as maybe before. I feel like the most important thing right now in our midfield is that it's dynamic. And it can move across the pitch um, because that seems to be the way that we're trying to play, you know. Um, but yeah, we've got some horrible fixtures in that month as well. So um, yeah, it's going to be Man City's on New Year's Day or something. But yeah, you, we, we probably do. Uh, that probably might be the last league game that we have. The likes of Party, uh, Abamyang, and El Neni, if needed or whatnot. But after then, then yeah, it's it's not going to be Spurs in January for the first time in yeah what I can remember a long time. The fifteenth, the fifteenth of Jan. Yeah, I can't remember us playing Spurs in January unless it's in the in the cup. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's usually nailed on that we play Tottenham in like something like April. April, <laughs> away from yeah. yeah, exactly. It's usually nailed on always playing them there. So yeah. that was it's, it's getting warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's sun, warm. sun out. Yeah, lovely day to beat Spurs. Sun. So, boy, it's kind of going full circle then. So if we don't have our starting eleven, our preferred eleven, does this momentum strides forwards? kind of go down the drain. We will soon see, of course, because there's always going to be injuries, there's always going to be there's always going to be disruption in, 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 in the squad. But is there more to this run than just us having the players that Arteta's been able to build with? Um, you know, us not being in Europe, being able to play pretty consistency, train pretty consistency. Is is this team building first eleven or is this as a squad where we can People can just fit in and, and fill in as needed. I, I would say we've seen Tavares, very positive sign. Lukonga, uh, positive sign. Yeah. I I mean, I, I think it's a it's a little bit of, you know, artists having the place that he wanted. Is this also kind of a continuation of the trend from last season? in terms of Arteta was saying he needed to get certain people out of the club and then, you know, he could focus on the people that want to be there. And I think there's been an extension of that um, in terms of these players that are here now, they all look, they all look hungry. Um, and I know obviously the start of the season was really poor, but a lot of the, a lot of the people that were being used at the start of the season were individuals that, you know, they're nowhere near the the first 11 right now. That form seems to have bled into those, you know, those second 11 players as well. Cup game against Leeds. You see everyone celebrating when Callum Chambers comes on and he scores. 
So I just feel like there's generally like a better environment there just because there's a squad of players that, you know, they want to do well at Arsenal. I think I'm still a bit worried about just um, the drop-off in uh, between our first 11 and whoever comes in. There have been some good improvements, um, you know, like we, we mentioned about Tavares coming in. That's good. We, we, you know, we talked about Odegaard, so that's good that we can rotate him in. Um, I just worry about, you know, yeah, central midfield because I still don't think... I still think any injury to Thomas Partey is is critical to us. And, you know, if Gabriel goes down, Ben White and and what's his name, Rob Holding or Callum Chambers, that doesn't really... It seems as if those guys, we know that they can't be at the level. And that's a shame for, for Rob Holding because I think he genuinely has, you know, done the utmost of his ability uh, with his ability and that's not to me to put him down I just think that he's he he can't necessarily go past a point right he's playing out of his skin and he's doing he's putting it all on the line for Arsenal it's just I don't think that he's his quality is quite there so I'm still worried about that I just hope that um as a collective which I think what Amari was saying and maybe even you as well Kibbs as a collective we can just keep the momentum up and we can just grind out results Look at the Brighton result. We probably didn't deserve to come out of Brighton with anything. We got a draw. Who else did we draw against recently? Oh, Palace. 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 Yeah, Palace. We, and we didn't, we didn't really deserve, given the performance, we didn't really deserve to get a point, but we have. So I'm just hoping that we're able to, if we're not on the best of form, we can at least grind things out now. How the yeah. mighty have fallen. Yeah, <laughs> this this going to be a very interesting season. Um you know, what I'm also looking at is uh, this Carabao Cup, and if we can do something, yeah, yeah, it's a real opportunity. Yeah, and and we need to make that happen. I think. I really do think so. I I think we could field a, a second eleven against Sunderland and smack them up. That would be real good for for, for <laughs> team confidence. You know, smack them up, you do. No, oh, but... yeah, we have. Yeah, we have to. We have to. It's Sunderland at home, isn't it? Yeah, Sunderland. Sunderland Quarterfinals. Yeah. yeah. So then you stand on the barrel of, you know, two games and you're at Wembley. So, yeah, man. You know what? We've never won that cup since I've been alive. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, 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 boys, I will tell you something. In 1990. In 1993, when I was a when I was a wee nipper in 1993, no, no, that that game is one of the, that's that's lucky that's the first year of me becoming an Arsenal fan, and the the overriding memory of that is uh, when we won it. Like the Steve Morrow, Tony Adams was holding him up, and he fell and he broke his wrist. That's the guy who scored the goal. Look him up, guys, if you ever know who Steve Morrow is. My God, you guys are youngsters. That's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is, that is terrible. Oh my god, that's terrible. That's terrible. But yeah, we haven't won it since '93, and I think we've got to we got to the final twice in Chelsea. That was Walcott's first goal, and yeah, then obviously the, uh, the Man City. You know, you're forgetting the stuff. big time Birmingham. Oh, and of course Birmingham. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I tried to scrub that out of my head. So yeah. All right. But so Chelsea's yeah. still in the competition. Well, if if we make it for anyway, it's going to be a, a London derby. So. Is it going to be London? Do we know actually? 
No, no. no, so, no. We, so it could be, it could be. Yeah, actually, they, haven't, only, they haven't set the draws. Yeah. So it's only Liverpool and Leicester actually where there yeah. are none. Yeah, but you can. Oh, what is the rest all? Because what is Chelsea, Brentford? Yeah, Chelsea, Tottenham. Brentford, Tottenham, West Ham. West Ham, yeah. Oh, swear down. I, I, and that's me talking like we're definitely getting. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If we if we lose at home to Sunderland, who League One, who have that's generally how I normally think about it. Like, do they have something else that they're considering? I'm not sure where they're sitting in League One right now, but I'm sure that mid December, yeah, yeah. when the fixtures are coming thick and fast, they've got a lot more to be concerned with than trying to get through to the. I mean, having said that, like the the, the, the manager seems up for it. He, he's, he's, yeah, he said he wanted. He said yeah. he wanted Arsenal, didn't he? Yeah, must be smoking. <laughs> smoking, good. smoking the good stuff. Yeah, something good. So where, where? Just a quick one. Sunderland are fifth in uh, League One. They're fifth. My yeah. God, you know, I, I was watching that program Sunderland till I die. I actually quite. <laughs> Actually, quite so like them because of it. So it is. It's so true. <laughs> they just it's bloody get promoted. How the hell they can they still oh be in the fifth? It's ridiculous. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. That, yeah, I think that's it, really. For, right. for, for part two. Omari, I'm looking forward to you revealing who's it going to be. be. I'm going to guess first, though. So, yeah. Yeah, you get to guess first this week. Toast keeps on stealing your thunder. It's oh, not the... Justin White, is it? So... Huh? Is it <laughs> Justin White? <laughs> <laughs> Justin, oh yeah, I miss that. That that that's up there. That's a, that's a top top two, top five podcast moment. <laughs> All right then, let's uh, let's come back after this in part three then. Hello, listeners. It's Omari here from the Temperamental Gooners podcast. Thank you for supporting us in season one. We want to hear even more from you in season two. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TPGooner. Follow us on Instagram at Temperamental Gooners. Or email us tpgooner at yahoo.com. All right, listeners, and we're back for part three of the Temperamental Gooners podcast. It's your favourite part of the show where I reveal who's it going to be. So let me give you those clues one more time. I know the boys want a little bit extra time just to confirm who they think it is. But this player scored and assisted in a masterclass performance against Leicester at the Emirates. In his time at Arsenal, he played with Danny Welbeck, Say Kalasnac and Bakaya Saka, and he played his part in four FA Cup wins in his time at Arsenal, but only ever scored two goals in the competition. Oh, uh, it's uh, well, okay, right, okay. Go, go for it, go for it. actually stuffed. Uh, is it Mesut? Is it Mesut? So is what do you I think? think? I think it's Mesut as well now. I think it's Mesut. Yeah, it has to be. I, it I was, is. Was, it is indeed. Yeah. The the man, the, the myth, yeah, the oh. mercurial wizard, yeah. who's was sitting on the bench for a long time, 
but did manage to start one game in the 1920 FA Cup run at home against Leeds. That's probably why I was thinking like, for FA, because at first I was thinking it's got to be him because you said the performance at Leicester at home. So that, yeah, that's yeah. obvious. And then it was just like, four FA Cups. So did he really take part in that one? Oh, and then you just said it again. And just like, well, it has to be. I, I, I haven't uttered that name in a long, long that, time. That shit happened so quickly. But I was going to say Gavin Hoyt, by the way. Gavin Hoyt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he ever No, he... Um, so, I, as well, to be fair, he he's not... It's not a cup that's listed as one of his winning... Um, as one of his honours on Wikipedia. Right. Um, but he played. He did play in it. Played in that yeah, cup run. Played in it. And look, uh, look, two things for Meza Ozil against Leicester, right? So we have to give him absolute props. He's not been my favourite player. But number one, that he was the one who crossed for Danny Welbeck's header for, you know, that 2-1 win at the Emirates, which, you know, on Valentine's Day, which we thought was going to take... That should have been. That should have been the game. But, you know, props to Ozil for there. And props to him for that. 3-1 uh, victory because he's the one who scored an absolute great goal and then he played a part in like the Lacazette and uh, Aubameyang uh, step over assist that that goal anyway which was which we were all raving about yeah, that it was, season it was so beautiful props to Ozil when he was good he was good it's just he wasn't good long enough as far as I'm concerned so. yeah it was upsetting very very alright well over to you Amari Yep, so from there, we've got, you know, these international breaks keep coming around thick and fast, but if you think about it, it gives us a nice little segment to consider um, blocks of games at a time. So it probably puts some more importance on this game against Watford at home than maybe um, you would normally think when looking at the game in isolation. So... Toes, how important is it for you that, you know, we go into this international break with a, with a win against against Watford? I think it's crucial because we, we've got some good momentum now and we know what's over the corner when we come back. And it's, I'm not, again, it's a kind of a scenario where you're not holding much hope that we're going to get anything at Anfield. <laughs> so I think it's vitally important that we, we end this run with a win. And, you know, sometimes it's just the way football goes, right? You know, we everyone's talking about our seven-match unbeaten run and, and you know, we've, we've won a couple of games in a row and whatnot. Um, and then it could be that we get a damn squid draw against Watford. And I really don't want it to be that. I really want us to, to beat Watford, carry this on, we get the points on the board. At least the whole club and everyone around it is confident because we're we're in and around fifth, fifth and position, and we're touching distance from fourth. Then it's really, really crucial that we get that win. And you know, Watford scared me obviously because they they beat Everton five two, which no one was predicting. Mm-hmm. They lost this weekend. Southampton. Um, yeah, Southampton at home. Southampton at home. And I think Southampton played really well, actually. So I think Southampton did deserve that all ends up. I think Southampton could have had loads of goals. So you're just hoping upon hope that we are going to carry on that momentum. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's vitally important. Mari. Yeah, I mean, looking at how Watford have been, you know, so far, obviously, classic classic Watford fashion. They've already sat their manager. Many areas in there. Um up and down, I think, as you say, big win against Everton, 
followed by the loss against Southampton. So difficult to know what to make of them so far this season, right, Kibbs? Yeah, all, all I know is they, they do have some uh, individual players who could hurt us. Uh, Ishmael Saar, you look at Joshua King, there's a few more. Yeah. Dennis, um, yeah, it's really it's the unknown, really, with them. I honestly don't know how they're going to set up. Um, Wait, is Mo, Mo Sissoko moved to... Yeah, yeah, yeah playing he's captain, captain. Playing captain. He's captain. I'm freezing. But do you know what? Probably one of their better players as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, as probably one of their better players as well. He, he it's it's man like him. this that will, they will appear against yeah. Arsenal. Ishmael Assar has not been playing so well so far this season, but, you know, he, game he, against Arsenal at the Emirates. Do, do you know what? He's been getting, uh, not as consistent, but in, in like, troughs, he's been getting goals. Yeah. He's really, really dangerous. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you both said, it's, it's a must-win, right? I, I really do think it's a must-win because if you look at those other fixtures for the teams in around us, you know, someone's dropping points, so... Yeah, it could it could put us in a you know looking at where where everyone else is next weekend, we could be looking at you know we're level on points with whoever's in that in that top four, which yeah. would be which would be a great place to go into that international break. Exactly. But City United, yeah, exactly. City United. I think West Ham are playing Liverpool, Liverpool, Everton, Spurs, Wowza. Yeah, so so like you know, it's it's a great opportunity for us to inflate further, inflate our confidence, get a win, see our rivals drop some points, and keep us in touching distance. I don't, I haven't seen the November run because November is usually November curses. You all know. Sorry, sorry, I'm negative. You don't want to hear. You don't want to hear the November run. I, I thought it wasn't as it's bad. Not too, it's, not too, it's, it's not too bad. It's, it's not too bad. bad. We've got we've got Newcastle to end it's, end the it's, month. It's, yeah, it's not as bad as you know it usually is. But you know, look, I look, I've Weird. seen in our, I've seen in in our invincible season and in the two hundred two season, November. You know, we were a good team then, and we still had a very very up and down November. So it can happen to any. It can happen with any type of teams. But yeah, it's. Well, yeah, there's, there's nine points up for grabs in November. We start at home with Watford on, on Saturday. We end at home to Newcastle on the 27th of November. There is the slight issue of having to go to Anfield uh, on the 20th. Um, so at least there's only nine points for us to drop this, this November, as opposed to when we normally have, you know, European competitions and whatever else to... To, to slip up on. Uh, um, yeah. I know we keep it realistic though, because we look, given last week's games, what happened to the likes of City, you know, City, yeah, even Liverpool. I know they're against Brighton, but we can't can't expect to win every game. It's not going to happen. So there's going to, yeah, we're going to be tested. Something, something will go wrong in that little run. Uh, so on on that note, toes. Is this is this the day where something goes wrong? Saturday, a Sunday against Watford. What what are you thinking? Where do you is see this, that game going? Is it Sunday? Is it Sunday? Sunday, I thought, 2 p.m. Uh, I thought it was uh, okay. Uh, I'm I'm going to be confident this week. Um, there's there's a nagging feeling in me, just like you know how this goes. Like we, we will get a, a bum draw when we shouldn't get a bum draw. But I, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for. 3-1 win 
Uh, I'm just hoping that our our usual sort of like performance against a Claudio Ranieri team, <coughs> apart from that Champions League game, will go for us. So yeah, um, 3-1 win. That's what I'm going for. 3-1, okay. Okay. And and Kibbs, where do you see it going? So at Vicarage Road? At the Emirates. At the, at the Emirates. Emirates, okay. Yeah, even better. Um, yeah, I don't, don't think they'll have the energy for us. So 2-0. Cool. Where am I gonna go with this? Part of me is is nervous as a as a fan just because you know we've been on such a good run and it feels like at some point it's gonna go wrong. But I think it will go wrong where we expect it to at Anfield in three weeks' time. As for Sunday, I'm I don't know. I feel like a, a potential big win could be coming. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go wild here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say four nil. Well, oh God. No, Murray, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Is right, four nil that different to three one? No, I don't think so. The only thing, yeah, I think we can score four for sure. But clean sheet, it's hard. You know, it's hard to keep a clean sheet in this league. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I said two nil. When was the last time we scored four goals? I can't remember. Uh, we're, we're getting close to it, so I think scored three a few times. I can't remember can't in remember the league. I, in the league, I can't remember the last time we won. We beat a team four by four. It would be great because it would just be like us of old as such. But I, yeah, I think we, did, like, we, we beat we did a Norwich team. Prague. Not in the Premier League, but we beat Slavia Prague, didn't we? Yeah, I think four. we did last season. I don't think we beat anyone by four. Not in the league. I think so. we got four against Leeds. Oh, we did West Brom 4-0 away. Maybe. Oh, yeah. maybe. True. Is, it, is it the last... Uh, 2017? Well, the last time we did... We also won 4-0, or at least 4-0. No, no, we won 4-0 last year. Against Actually, 4-0 against, New, against um, Newcastle. Did we win 4-0 against Newcastle as well? And then Norwich. Norwich a couple of times, I think, and then, two seasons back. And then 4-0 against Newcastle. West Brom, you're right, right? That's yeah, the West one Brom. in the snow. Boxing yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a good performance. But not yeah. very many not very many others last season, certainly. Nah. So it's difficult. It, difficult it, to get here. I, I can't even you see this is a bad thing, right? I can't even imagine us scoring Yeah, like imagine four goal scorers. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine us scoring more than three goals in a match. Yeah, that, that's very, very like you know, and you know, the years before. Anyway, let's not roll back. I'm going for it. Good night. Four yeah. nil. All right, do it. Am I seeing that United are down as well? Jesus, I think there's yeah. four. There's one one. Is it one one? To De Gea, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that De Gea made a made an error. Had a howler. I heard it was a howler, but I haven't seen <laughs> it. Yet. I've just seen it. It's not very good. <laughs> it's not terrible, but it's not Taibi level. But it's it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of on that. Le- it's kind of bad. It's bad. It's bad. But enough about Man U and an Arsenal podcast. Yeah, exactly. This, this comment so, podcast. So you know, I'm 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 bringing it back so we can do our high fives and throwing of pies. Kibbs, I'll start with you. Where's your high five going this week? Ramsdale. Calm. Easy one. Easy. 
and your pie. <laughs> it's hard, but the conga man, <laughs> he's just getting, he's, he's, that guy, that brother, he's on I, I like it, but he's rash, man. He's rash. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I like how quick you are with it as well, to be fair. Toes, where are you going? Uh, I think uh, Ramsdale certainly has to get a high five. That is an amazing, not only that great save, but the, the general performance, his kicking out from the back. Um, yeah, so he gets a high five. The pie, ooh, it's tough. I would have to say, uh, God, it's tough. It really is tough. Um, I don't know. Um, Kalasinac? Rather unfairly. Rather unfairly. Just the fact that he just the fact that he's still there and you know it's it's <laughs> it's always shaky it's always shaky to see him. I think I remember like you know I switched away and then I switched back and I saw Kalasnatch was on the pitch. So I was just like, okay, that's scary. So sorry, if I had to pie somewhere, it's gotta be it's hard to pie anyone, but but I'll just do it to him. Yeah, Kalasnatch. <laughs> Um, my high five, I'm completing the set. Fair play, Ramsdale. Um, you're, you're, you're a real character, man. Um, my pie is going to be EFL Cup related. And it's going to the person that's my vendetta for this season. Nicola Pepe, when are you going to turn up? Are you around? Like, it's not even fair on him anymore. Like, just is he gonna I, ball I, I, at I any think, point? Down think, the dumps. I, I think we've just lost faith in him. I, th- I remember at the beginning of this this season, we were all like, "This is the guy to watch," and nothing. Just, just doesn't use the ball ever. <laughs> it just yeah, I don't know. It's it's sad. Um, but you know, it's a long season, and this time last year. He was getting sent off for elbows or headbutting people, so to turn it around. We can only hope. We can only, can only hope. hope. Indeed, because indeed. I, I think, you know, it would be interesting if they can put him in that. I don't know if that's what Kibbs was saying in part one about him playing in that position where Lacazette is from time to time. I really want to see him maybe being tried as a second attacker, uh, out and out striker, and him coming to help. I really want to see what he may do because uh, Smith Rowe and uh, Saka are obviously more trusted on the wings right now. So that's the only place where he's going to get a game. So it seems. Well, actually, no, he could get a game on the right or the left as well. But I'd like to see him there. Do you know he's, he's going to get his chance on his run into fixtures into the new year? So let's see. We're going to need him to be there. You know, when we get to Boxing Day. Yeah, but he'll be he'll be going off for the African Nations Cup as well, won't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I'm sure there'll be there'll be opportunity for him to, you know, stamp his authority, make his mark at some point this season. Yeah, he goes. Okay. Well, on that note, then, guys, um, I think we can leave it there. I think we can leave it there. Um, Let's hope for one more, one more good result in the Arsenal world before we head off on another international break, which will thankfully be the last one until March. 
um, it'll be interesting to see where we are the next time an international break comes around. But anyway, for now, just look forward to this Watford game. And that's goodbye from me. Take it easy, boys. See you next week. Yeah, nice one. Catch you next week, boys. <laughs>